Welcome everyone to the pre-UE break edition of the official UE Game 1-2-1 podcast here in week 13 of season 3. As always, I'm joined by Daryl. How's it going, sir? Good, man. Good. You? I yeah, all good. All good. I know. Oh, you know, I, 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 oh, I actually feel I actually feel cared for. It's, it only took like a year and a half of doing this. That's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. And unfortunately, Faddy uh, can't be with us tonight again. He's uh, he's Play with Jay doing, doing ladies. Yeah, <laughs> I thought I thought he was doing a photo shoot with Jay, isn't he, for Grinder? So you actually. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Might as well. Uh, yeah, he's uh, yeah. So Steve, he's managing Stevenage ladies now, isn't he? So he's got a, a photo shoot with them, I believe. Uh, uh, yeah, I think quite... he's doing something. Yeah, he seems to be uh, quite busy. We're gonna see him on match of the day one day, and we'll call him a cunt. Oh no! We had to call him a cunt in front of a bigger audience. It's wonderful. Yes. Uh, so uh, joining us tonight, we have a couple of special guests like we did last week. Um, uh, and this time we've got uh, Martin Banks, Atletico Madrid manager. How you doing, sir? Yeah, good. Thanks, guys. You all right? Yeah, all good, mate. All good. And also with us is Nathan Callow, Tondela manager and supporter of the shittest team in North London, not Arsenal. How's it going, sir? Evening, boys. How are we doing? I got, I got the not Arsenal in before you came up with something. I, I thought I've got to be careful here. <laughs> he's very oh, he's these days, isn't he? Well, I thought. That's it, mate. Oh, That's he it. is. He's posh, isn't he? Yeah, he, he's posh. I'm late in Orient. We're sorted. <laughs> it's, it's less shameful, isn't it? <laughs> Listen, it's all, it's all oh, about Char- Charlie Kirk. Man, I'm super excited. Really? Super excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah we a good one uh, I, I, I'm, I'm depressed, mate. 35 million, we want to play for that Ramsdale. So, fucking Jesus. Yeah, you might as well just... Yeah, You could just imagine someone just chucking a load of cash down the toilet and literally flushing it. It's uh, painful. Very painful. You know, Daryl, I heard they're going to make uh, Kirk uh, captain as well. Ah. Uh, okay, I'll get my coat. Oh, I just got it. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, dropped. Yeah, I've had, I've had a long day at work now. That actually took longer than it normally should have. Oh, yeah. dear, yeah, yeah, that's that, oh, yeah, dear. that took a while. Fair play, <laughs> <laughs> that's quite good, actually. I like that. Oh, dear. So, how did we get on this week, then, boys? Uh, we'll, well, we'll start with our guests, Nate. Nate, how did you get on? Um, Continued the ongoing Tondela trend with a draw. It seems that uh, I can't do anything but draw at the minute. So, yeah. yeah one, embrace, one. Embracing your inner Neil Buchanan lately, aren't you? That's it, mate. That's it. <laughs> no, no, 1 1 with Malaga. So, um, yeah. Can't complain, I guess. It's not a loss, is it? That's true. Is there, is there, do, you, do you see the issue? Is there, is there... Shit, yeah, seven draws. You've only lost once. Yeah, so... you're, you're down in sixth. How's that? Well, that'll be because I keep drawing Daryl to state the obvious. But... <laughs> How many is it in a row? Is it the five now, then? Yeah, five in a row, I think. Five or six wow. in a row, yeah. Jesus. Is it conceding too many, scoring too, not enough? Or what would what, you feel? Injury taken their toll, mate, to be fair. Is it? Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, dear, oh, dear. And that, how about yourself, Martin? Uh, One in the Mighty FA Cup. Echo. Uh, three yep. two away to Valladolid. Uh, made eight changes. Um, fortunately, well, I should have made nine, me, but I forgot to take Henderson out of the team, so end up with um, not so many changes in the end. But um, yeah, got through three two in the end. Really pleased to see all the goals came from my young striker though, Mavilla. Um, yeah, yeah. No, no one's ever heard of him. I think Luke's probably the first one to type his name up on the results section ever because he's typed yeah. him up on the, this week. I've never typed him up. 
Um, he's got 10 speed. I think it's only about 95 overall, but he got a hat trick. So I was really, really pleased with that. Um, Very nice. Because you know, he looks like he could be a player for the first team if he's carrying on like that. So really, really yep. pleased with that one. And then uh, going to the league, yeah, I was really surprised at this one. Um, 4-1 winners away to Atalanta, but I really didn't know what Andy was going to do this week because he, I've noticed he likes to uh, mix things up quite regularly. I think he's mm-hmm. one of the most unpredictable managers in the league. So um, he's tried something different this week. He's got a bit more aggressive and probably left one or two holes um, in his uh, possibly in defence. But I, I think we've probably exploited it and absolutely made the most of it. And 4-1's probably a bit generous. I always think you know, uh, 4-1's, those sort of scores, are a bit generous at times. But he's got a good side there and um, there's no way that... There's no way there's it's a four-one between us. I think if he gets his if he gets it right, he gets his plan A back together, gets his best team out. Then he he it was in the top half of the table earlier in the season, so he'll be back. Yeah, I was going to say. I, I think uh, given how many or how little goals we tend to score in our, our league and how tight every single game is, I think you should be due a deduction of points for that. I think that's a bit excessive, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and how about yourself, Daryl? Are you already know. You already know. <laughs> oh, it's got to be a dub, isn't it? Big fat dub. Yeah, big fat dub away to Steve's Cone. Very Oh, pleased. Steve Mason. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. So that gives me a gap now. Uh, I beat him 2-1. And it was nothing against Steve. He's got a really, really good team. But I beat him at where I thought I would, which was my wingers and my target man. Like the heading in his team wasn't as good as mine. And I thought I could get his wing backs, and both his wing backs played low 70s. And my target man scored both goals. So what I thought was Steve's weakness um, was, you know, was my strength. Because it was a close game. It was like 50-50 possession. He set up very well. I I think there was just one part that I had an advantage. And that's what got me the win. Um, yeah, uh, very, very pleased. And I scored six in my, in my youth team as well. I can't believe it. Um, I haven't scored six goals in ages. But yeah, puts us five points clear of fourth in second. Three points of third. So, yeah, just need to build on that. Keep going. Um, try and chase Dave down. Yeah, I've got him in a couple of weeks, so we'll close the gap there because it's easy. I could, I, I said, I've got Dave sussed out. No one else seems to. I've got Dave also. <laughs> you've, you've, you've worked out the puzzle, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's scared of me. He's... We, we, we said <laughs> nice. what, we, what we're going to do is play like youth teams and play really defensive and do a boring nil-nil so nobody really catches us. <laughs> But we're not. We're joking. But yeah, no, I'm really pleased. Clearing second now, so it's it's down to us now. We just got to keep doing what we're doing. But I had some really nice rises this week too, like all first team players going up. So yeah, uh, been, first, first team or, or first eleven as well. First eleven. So starting Ooh, right back, nice. starting okay. left mid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was very, very good. Very good week. Very, very you know, Amir's probably just chucked his phone against the wall now. Yeah, yeah, because like, I, <laughs> I, get, I get nothing. No, no rises. Uh, yeah, he gets nothing. Yeah. I get them all. They all send them the stone grass. I've, I've, I've had a couple of like padding out ones like, over the seasons, but I've not really had. I think I've now trained Chara, my left forward, for about 17 weeks straight on shooting. Still hasn't gone up. So, yeah, I, I don't know. He's excelling every week. I, I suppose he's got persevere with it and hope it goes up in the next couple of weeks it's getting a bit daft but um yeah we we had good results as well um our 
I suppose we're on on the path to face you, Martin, in in the FA Cup if we can both get through our quarterfinals. Both oh, tough games. Of that. Easy, <laughs> yeah, easy, but, uh, easy win for Martin, isn't it? And then Terry will come on here crying. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've made eight or nine changes every round so far, and still shit yeah, out all the way through. Same. I, I think I, I literally only had uh, Embleton playing at centre-back, who's my first team centre-back, and Arthur. I had to play him, though, because I was selling Wendell. Um, so, yeah, I didn't want Wendell getting injured. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, good good 2-1 win in the FA Cup against Valencia. That was a decent result. They had a, they had a really good go, so fair play to them. Um, I think just tactically we got it right uh, and and got the home win. And then in the league, we sort of maintained the the chase, you know, chasing your tail there, Martin. Again, um, nice one nil win against Roma. Very, very. It's it's weird because when I first played them, when it first came up, they they were doing the four five one, crossing it into wings for for Jeco, and they were absolutely romping away with results and quite defensive now. I don't know if you if you've noticed that, Martin. There's sort of like yeah, more of a I'll more of a five three two now. Um, yeah, I think they look like they look to be in survival mode. I think because they're fourth from bottom. There's a yeah. real pack of teams down there who are in relegation trouble, and they're one of them. So I think yeah, they, they're just trying to survive. I think there's one or two others just trying to survive down there, and it's just caught up with them. I think. Indeed, indeed. Yeah, I, I think I think he, he, it feel, it feels like it's sort of like a uh, uh, crisis management, isn't it? It's it's sort of like trying to stem stem the flow a, a, a bit. And if you'd agree, yeah, I think so. But I think you've also got um, Napoli underneath them as well. They've they've come under new management from uh, from Will, and I know he's made a few changes. And mm. I, I keep thinking that they're only one, pretty only one or two minor changes away from being back to a top six team again. Powerhouse, get, yeah, he gets that yeah. form going again, and that's another team to challenge him. So there's probably you know, pressure from all all angles at the moment. I'd say down the bottom. Yeah, definitely, very much so. It sort of uh, leads me on to it, though. I, I think, yeah, we're we're now at turn 13. We're coming up to the break. It's It seems quite a spot on timing, really, doesn't it? It's sort of like the halfway point of the season. So, so I sort of wondered, how, how, how has your season's gone for you so far? How about you, Daryl? Perfect. Yeah, perfect. And it's not often I talk like this playing UE, but as I expected... Like, I, I, it's weird. I, you know, like going into I it. Like I like the actually, new cocky you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not used to it. Like, any, you guys have played games with me before. When have I ever taken it serious? The only time Ooh. I ever took it serious, really, was that one where Wales got shithoused by Martin in, in the Euro final. Where it was oh, not at, there. <laughs> at, no, it was at a neutral ground at Wembley when I was playing England. Okay. Yeah, that okay. sounds legit. <laughs> neutral. <Fucking toxic laughs> yeah. I was fuming. I was fuming. He said like neutral, and it's Wembley. I'm like, hold on a minute. And England were in the slot of the home team. I was like, this is just that's not. Um, but no, like I, imagine, I, I, I can I, imagine you turning up for that game. <laughs> there, the, the, the old FA, the old FIFA are there saying it's perfectly neutral, Daryl. But they've got the home dressing room. It's oh, neutral, Daryl. All I remember doing all day was under my breath saying he's lucky. He's a Charlton fan. <laughs> <laughs> um no like it's it's gone it's gone it's gone perfect I, I wasn't scared of anyone i know it's a tough division i'm not saying that um because i think we're better than everyone but i know what i've built like i know what i've got i know how we set up i know it's just confidence I've, isn't yeah, it? yeah and i've got two tactics i can i've got one that plays through the middle when i start to notice because like i've noticed now with how we're doing 
there's no point me scouting anyone because they don't play that they they change against me now so i kind of like well i'll just i'll look at stats and i'll play to my strengths because that's how they're setting up is they're trying to stop me so i may as well just keep being strong and at the minute it's working but yeah it's gone really really well maybe i'm a little further ahead of some than i thought i would be so maybe it's gone a little bit over but overall it's it's gone perfect i can't complain not shopping not so much but we're getting there Work in progress. Oh, very much, very much. <laughs> How about yourself, Martin? I mean, it's, it's got to be so far so good. Yeah, can't we complain so far? Um, obviously, we've spoken before on the podcast, and I did say um, I want the league, if I can only choose that, of you know, that or the Champions League or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I want the league, and yeah, so, but it's as tight as I thought it'd be. Obviously, you're breathing down my neck, only two points behind me, one five and a bounce. You know, can you just stop winning, please, Tell just one week, you know. <laughs> I think this week, when you play Getafe, if you can draw he that will. game, please. He will, he will, he will. It's he will. Yeah, we're, we're, we're choking, we're choking, yeah, that's coming. what we do. <laughs> but, um, but no, there's there's a long way to go in that league, though. It, all it takes is to lose two, maybe three players, perhaps one or two like, really, really like, important players, um, and it, it can all change um, because the mm-hmm. thing which I love about what I've built is the versatility of the squad. It can just flex into so many different plans. So I can play, I think we're going to cover this anyway. But I can play sort of three or four different formations probably. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can pretty push another one or two on top of that. Um, but if I lose one or two players, then I'll probably lose sort of half my options. So that's one thing I'm you know, fingers crossed if I can keep it going as it is for now. And, and it's not just, it's not just formations around certain positional players it, you, i mean your, your players can actually transition in the positions like you know you've got, you've got wing backs that can play fullback and uh wide forwards with midfield like a uh, bellarabi i think's one isn't he who yeah. can play yeah so you can play wingers as well so you can you can exploit multiple different different avenues can't you yeah so that's one that's one that's i'm really pleased of how that's gone so far champions league yeah through to the second group stage i thought i'd get through the first group um i know you guys will Bloody Premier's the favourite the other week. I was quite surprised. That. <laughs> I was, you know, put the pressure on. No After pressure. last season when like, Faddy wrote me off every week. But um, I won't go into that again, Faddy. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it started off with a 1-0 loss away at Man United. Um, a little bit frustrating to lose that. But then I can't complain. He was the better team on the day. I don't want to go into that either. But um, So, yeah, got, got a bit of work to do in that now to qualify. But, again, all to play for in that. It's not, um, it's not impossible to get through in that still. So... All to play for. Very much so. And how about you, Nath? Tough way, isn't it? Three points behind from the top three. Anything is possible. That's it. I mean, just just need to, you know, sort of turn those draws into a couple. I mean, yeah, you think about it. If you turn sort of three of those into wins, you're you're well clear, aren't you? Yeah, it's tight up there. So nothing is nothing is unachievable at the moment. You know, the aim is to go up. That's that. He's still 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 planning on going up then. No, no, haven't haven't uh, started worrying just yet. Um, I don't think it's the time to worry yet. Nothing's won after thirteen games, is it? That's very true, mate. Very true indeed. Uh, so with that, with that, with that all said, I, th- I think we obviously we would sort of just. I thought we'd have a have a quick com- couple of conversations about a few a few um a few things. Uh, one of the one of sort of Hold on. How's the main your topics. My season. Oh, yeah. okay. Uh, How did you sum you up? Because like you've started pretty slow. Surprising. And now you're flying. Surprising. Uh, yeah. I mean, we started slow. Didn't quite. Ha- oh, yeah, I've mentioned it a million times. Yeah, uh, the EOS sort of messed things up a little bit. 
had to sort of rechange, do a few bits and pieces here. Uh, really good up until this week, then two big injuries. Um, have to sort of weigh up, do I uh, invest a lot of karma and bring people back quicker? It's going to it's going to cost a lot because I've lost Billy Gilmore and Brozovic for a while, who are like, probably my two best players at the moment. So, yeah, disappointing. Um, I kind of predicted it. I've said pretty much every game. It always happens to me. Season season after season, you get to turn thirteen, turn twelve, turn thirteen, and the injuries just start mounting up. Um, but yeah, you know, we've got a squad, so yeah, hopefully we can yeah we we can make a. Uh, make something of that yeah i've got my gold karma playmaker coming in this week so i'm hoping he can do some bits and i've got a new um center midfielder coming in just coming so yeah hopefully it's, it's not been too bad um i'm surprised yeah i surprised myself i didn't expect to be third in the league and i didn't expect to get through the group stages of the champions league i was hoping i would on both counts but i didn't expect it and yeah it's good very happy um yeah so moving swiftly on um yeah some, something that was brought up recently was uh by lewis um was in regards to formations and just wondered what you guys thought uh you know do you believe every logical formation can work in ue i.e a 352 or 343 if played with the right tactics and he's he's putting uh in brackets if you consider wing backs make it a five-man defense in those instances or do you think Everyone has to play a variation of a four four two four five one five three two in order to get a result. No, I think anything, <laughs> I think anything works. I've I've been victim of it. Anyone that played game one hundred will remember Chris Wilkinson's Palermo team. He played mm-hmm. three five two, but it was sweeper and two centre backs, and then it was wingers and midfielders, and he dominated game one hundred. Like dominated, mm. like everyone wanted to buy his reserve. He never had a sales trade. He had amazing team, and he played three five two. Wow. Okay. Um, I, I think I think it started off in this game, didn't it? I think it was quite. It was one of the surprise things. I think Ben sort of realised it was overpowered or something. I think or, or something, and he had to tweak it, didn't he? Was am I right in thinking that? I think there was something. Early um, doors was it season one? Callum was crying about it. Wasn't he? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> little little Hibernian tears, mm. no, <laughs> which think, Daryl which Daryl keeps in a jar. <laughs> I think we've seen with some of the mistakes that say we put in, like when I beat Carlos's team without putting the left wing back in, he played left back, and I still won. So I played right wing back, left back, sweeper, two centre backs, and I still won. I beat what, Berlin so... by having two right wingers on the pitch. So I so don't this think is... that it's the formation that causes a problem. I think if you get your tactics right, you can make anything work. Yeah, because I, I wondered this, and like, this is something, you know, maybe sort of to extend on on the question Lewis asks, because um, I, I sort of wonder, like, if, you know, sometimes you've seen it where someone's mistakenly put a, a wrong position down and say they've gone, normally they'd go, let's just say right back, left back, centre back, centre back, and they've just misput something and maybe doubled up on right midfielders. Now, for me, if you play support defence, say, they're going to slot back in. Do you know what I mean? They're going to they're cover the holes. And that's pretty much, I think, what it says in the rule book to, 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 a, to a certain extent. They're going to cover all, all, all the positions. So someone would come back naturally anyway and cover that spot. Is that something you guys sort of think? Is that something you'd agree with? Or do you, do you think some things should be punished more? 
Yeah, I think some things should be punished. But I generally agree with Daryl. I think pretty much most things can work. Um, but you do see the odd anomaly every now and then. I think um, Mikey Duncan had a report uh, last week or the week before. And I think his opposition had absolutely nothing on the left-hand side of the pitch. I don't think there was mm-hmm. no left-back, no left-wing-back, no left-midfield, no absolute nothing. Um, I think he had played to wings going and uh, I think he ended up drawing the game, I think. And no, I don't think there's even any mention of his of his winger in the game either, which is quite odd wow. when you consider what he's done. And so I think there is still the other anomaly out there, but I think generally uh, most things can and should work, I think, with the, with the right tactics being played. Yeah, so it makes you wonder if, like, if maybe the guy Mikey was playing doubled up on, say, something like support defence, so like they flooded back and covered all the all the gaps. Maybe if that's happened, or do you think it's like a a, a glitch in the game? Still, is it something that Ben potentially needs to be looking at? Yeah, I, mean, I, I didn't see the match report, um, mm. but yeah, be interesting. Interesting to see what tactics were played, but um, I can I can understand if support defence is is been played and he's got um, an anchor man out there and the CM. Um, then, yeah, I can understand to an extent, but yeah, yeah, I'd like to see the match report in that specific example, I think. Yeah, very much so. What about you, Nate? What do you think? Yeah, I think gaps be, uh, they're exploited. I don't see uh, too many issues. If um, if you're setting up with a 3-4-3, then obviously you have to just be cautious of the other team attacking or, or what formation they play. You know, if I'm setting up, i.e. in a in a 3-4-3, then I've obviously spotted a weakness in the other team, and I don't think that I'm going to need the fullbacks in place. You know, so again, yeah, yeah, going, back to, yeah. going back to what Mark says, it's, it's tactics as well as the formation. Yeah, very much so. I, I was talking to uh, an, another manager recently, uh, and he asked me to have a sort of a, uh, he's in the UK Prem, and he asked me to have a look at like his match report because he couldn't quite understand it because he thought he was under the impression that uh, wingers only sort of pretty much destroy wingbacks and not fullbacks. Uh, I was quite surprised to see it happen to him as well, his side. Um, you know, his, his fullbacks were getting torn, and I was just sort of like, you know, well, all I can suggest is either you tweak your tactics or you have to invest in 10 speed, you know, uh, fullbacks to, to sort of counter all that. But I think tactics is the main thing, isn't it? Is I, I think you need to, if you see your, your opponent's got a, a massive strength somewhere, say out, out wide on the wings, you know, maybe you do need to think of like, chucking in a fifth defender, a sweeper, or, or or maybe a tactical week. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, sorry, Nath. No, I was just going to say, I agree with that completely. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to add, um, because for my, my league game, I talked about it earlier, um, I actually won that playing a 5-4-1. Mm-hmm. So 4-1 sounds like a very, you know, very aggressive, you know, very sort of a thrashing but then you can also also argue that 5-4-1 sounds very defensive so I, I do think if you play the right tactics it can really bring uh, your formation to life if you've got the right tactics to play with them yeah yeah equally but I, I and Joe you know the funny thing is, is I, I sort of think of it a 4-5-1 in my head and I instantly think of formations and tactics to try and exploit that and I, and I think that's what's great about this game. It, it feels, since the new match engine, it feels a lot more tactical, and I quite enjoy that. Because I, I was I was never the best at, at, at building squads. There's so many guys in this game who are, are amazing squad builders. Uh, and I've never sort of wheeled and deal. I've never been online enough to wheel and deal and get all those, you know, when the players pop up, the right players pop up. I'm always sort of missing out on most of them. Um, 
but I do, I, yeah, I, I find this game sort of like helps me in that aspect where maybe tactically I can sort of, I can sort of nick a few points off teams through just being a bit, having a bit more nous. I think, I think it definitely plays, plays, it definitely feels that way in this game. Like, it, tactics along with the foot right formation really are massive in this game. Yeah, I generally think each formation um, can be beaten by another formation. You know, mm. you know, you've got to change. You know, it's like 4-4-2 can beat uh, Tactic X, but it can lose the ta- um, to a formation Y kind of thing. So, yeah. And then, obviously, again, the tactics will come into it, as, as you said. So, absolutely, yeah, this game has been incredible for tactics. Absolutely. Yeah. I suppose as well, you you must like look at games like we're not probably not so much for you, Mark, in losing, but at least let's say at least when you draw, you must look at that result and be like, you can instantly look at it, can't you? Nine times out of ten, and be like, right, I know what I should have done there. And you get the odd time or two when you get absolutely shit out by someone playing defend deep and play out defense. No names mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> he knows who he is and he's listening in. I believe he was on the podcast last week. No names mentioned. <laughs> no, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> I love that little bit of shit housing. That's good. All right. We don't miss Faddy as much when there's a little bit of shit housing going on. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Daryl? What's your thoughts on it? Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think you can make any formation work. I, I stick to what I said at the beginning. I think it, it's all tactic and player stat based. I think if you if you if you get all that right first, I think you can you can put it into any. Formation. I remember. I think I was Leon. I don't remember which game, and I played like right forward, target man, left forward. I hadn't really seen it before, um, and it worked fine. I managed to set that up. It was like a 4-3-3 with them. And it set it up really well. And we did really well. I just think, yeah. But this one, I think it's opened up to more experiment or the feeling that you could experiment in formation because it feels a bit more tactical, you know? So I feel Mm -hmm. like it may have always been there, but I feel like people are quite happy to give it a go because as Mike said, you know, it's a lot more tactical now. I think if you if you're getting tactics right, you can almost play any form. So, yeah, that's spot on. Yeah, that's what I think. Totally agree. Daryl talking tactics. That's the first. I know. Right? <laughs> Anyone think I'm second in the league doing well? <laughs> getting all cocky, thinking I know what I'm talking about. He just, he, just, he just picks any old thing, and it just <laughs> magically happens. I know, right? He's ben, Ben's new blue-eyed boy. We love it. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> I reckon even Ben's but, like, what the fuck is going on here? He's been shit for years. Yeah. <laughs> he's just he's sitting there seeing your results come through and he starts slapping. Average. <laughs> I, I, could just, I could just see him, like, seriously, seeing you win every week and he's just sitting there going, what the fuck? And he's just, like, slapping the monitor. What's going yeah. on here? He's just <laughs> whack, whack. Checking, checking his code. Like checking the t- checking the tires on the old uh, on yeah. the old uh, on the tower, just giving it a little kick. Yeah, it's fine. I That's... think so. <laughs> <laughs> the old Russians have been in again. Yeah. Oh dear. I, I, I thought as well, like another thing, sort of like just out of curiosity, what uh, what you guys think is uh, something Chris Haggard mentioned recently, which was um, regarding sort of uh, swaps for pop for non-pop players. Um, given that we're sort of three seasons in, do do we think they should be relaxed? Oh, God, it would have helped me so much. I tried to make a deal this week, right? And I tell you, so I wanted Sicarella. Mm-hmm. You know, the anchor man that I've been chasing forever. Like, yes. he's a 27, 104, 36 anchor man and center mid with composure, yep. right? And I was offering Buta, who at the time 
was 102. So lower OA, uh, 37, yeah, th no, 3,803 with determination, 24 years old. So Sicarella improves my team. I've got a guy in my reserves ready to go at right back that, you know, I didn't want to waste any more time. He's, he's ready to go. So I could use Booter. So I thought, cool, deal. No, because of the values being so much in pot, he'd have to have like a reserve pot player or he'd have to throw in like 30 million pounds worth of pot player. It's just like, oh, come on, man. Like, mm. uh, it's, it's frustrating. So Booter was worth like 98, Sicarella worth like 60. Even though Sicarella does improve my team. You know what I mean? He does. And Booter is lower away. Yes, he's a bit younger, but and I could use the cash. I'm not going to lie; I would have been quite happy taking 40 million in cash. Do you know what I mean? But no, it's it's just so. Yeah, I think uh, I think it could be relaxed because, like, if I want to take that chance and get rid of a pot player for something that I think improves my team, that's on me, isn't it? Like that would be my mistake to make. I don't see why it should be blocked. If I want to be, I you know, when it's that close. Do you know what I mean? Like it's a, a more OA more experienced my anchorman hasn't got you know composure like i'm playing at the minute so i'm doing sa for sa and i just think yeah after season three now you can see there's not many dodgy deals going to be happening now because people are pretty set it's not like it's season one is it like people trying yeah to, trying to shaft through the system i just think yeah it could be relaxed because it was really frustrating like i really want him you know like i've been chasing sicarella for months since like the new year and um finally had a chance and no just couldn't couldn't make it work and it's annoying yeah yeah, yeah i have to agree with you to be honest I, I, yeah I've, I've been in a similar boat what you had sicarella i i just uh i think i think later on in the game it sort of yeah maybe maybe it could be relaxed a bit more i i had to do a deal recently and it was we had to do it in a funny way because i think i i I wanted two pot players for one of my, Oh, it's Fabian. And so Fabian was far, far. I think I had Yadi who was coming through. He was going to be, a, he's like my number one free roll now, but at the time I had Fabian and I wanted two pot players for him, but just, we just couldn't get the deal to go through. So what we had to do was do like one really good player with one of the pot players for Fabian. And then after that, do the good player back for the other pot player. So it's See sort of all I balanced mean? out, oh my God. but it's, it's just, it's just fannying around uh week after week isn't it and especially if they get blocked though every every now and then it's you know you're trying you're trying to set up your team to be competitive and yeah you, you could easily find yourself struggling for like five or six weeks because of it don't be greedy and selfish then tell like if you look uh, at my squad i've got a right back ready to go you know yeah so i've got this good both footed fullback play up front i mean true you wouldn't ever play him as an attacker because that's a troll but he's got that you know he's got pot i'm happy to let him go i found a player i wanted got a replacement so okay let's let's just fucking go for it and no just no way to make the deal because sicarella's a bit older and doesn't have pot it's just yeah it's a bit frustrating or could, could maybe you... give us some clear guidelines so we can structure a deal from the start because it's like going into the unknown isn't it you know, yeah, I mean, uh, maybe I, some it, guidelines on how we can get rid of pot players. Like I've been trying to transfer list to at Northcopping for three mm -hmm. weeks now, and they don't even show up on the transfer list. So I, I don't wow. know if I'm doing something wrong, 
I've I've checked triple checked the codes and they're not even showing up because they're I'm assuming because they're pot players because the non-pot player has been on every week but the two pot ones aren't even going on the transfer list so I'm like well what the hell do I do with them I don't want them you know so I don't well know. I think you could link it to the uh, director's confidence I mean Dale what's what's your uh, what's your DC at the moment mate I'm fucking god don't I so it's no, it's 99%. 99%. No, I don't think I've ever had a 92% confidence <laughs> in any game. Holy Jesus. In anything in life, that's me. <laughs> I've never been 92% confident of anything. Wow. So at the start of the season, you're pretty looking about sort of 85% then, you reckon, at the start of the season, you think? So Probably, maybe, yeah. Maybe around a sort of 80-85% mark. Maybe Ben can relax it and say, OK, um, we'll take that restriction out. Because obviously he needs to keep it in play for new managers to build up that confidence. Um, and for the start of the game as well, obviously he needs to keep, he wants uh, Pollock mm. and all things like that in and um, how those deals all happen. So I can't stand um, if he keeps it in at the start of a game, but I think, yeah, once you get to sort of 80%, you know, you should be sort of trusted by your board and in fact trusted by Ben as well, really, to be able to do the you know, genuinely do the best for your team. So I think, yeah, that sort of point. You sort of start maybe start season three. Um, although you set a bench like you say season two, that's probably another debate. Like when do you bring it in? Um, yeah. But yeah, certainly that sort of 85 percent mark probably relax it and and just say whatever, just do your deals now. No, I disagree. Ooh. I disagree with all three of you. Oh, go on then. Tottenham guy finding his balls, eh? Because they say. Yeah. Let's let let's let let finest have a go. Go on. Sorry, mate, that room about pocket all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, if, if you're taking over a second team or you're just coming into the game at this stage of the game, right, and you're trying to wheel and deal with your pot players, then you've got less chance of making deals because other people can deal with pot players straight away. And then you're having to wait X amount of time, aren't you, if you're putting pot on a player? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's kind of putting people at a disadvantage. I mean, me, me with my team, it doesn't bother me either way. But when you look at it from that perspective, then it puts a different light on it. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I can get that. No, I can see that. Yeah, because like, yeah, and then how would you do it? Like, surely by now, with how my game has gone and how I've built grats, I'm not going to do a stupid deal that I think hurts my team. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. How would you implement that? Like certain managers, you don't, you can't do that, can you? It has to be something that's balanced across the whole game. I, I do remember sort of like years ago. I, I sort of, I just sort of mooted it, and I, I've probably got fucking panned for it on one, on one of the uh, forums. But I said, uh, and it's probably just too tricky for for Ben to to try and do. I don't even know how he'd work it out. But like a like another page on the main for main website, which is like a a, a go no go. Do you know what I mean? Like you just put in like the players' IDs, and it can sort of give you red light, green light, whether that's likely to go through or not. That would be helpful. Yeah. That yeah. Happened. Yeah. There you go. Tell you finally had a good idea. Just something. Oh, it's, it's going to happen one day, were not it? God, bloody hell. <laughs> yeah. There you go, no, Nate. You can that, chisel out when Stone and Arsenal <laughs> fan has, had a, <laughs> has <laughs> had a good idea for once. <laughs> we all email Ben and go, do you think this deal will go through? And he comes back with like, oh, no, maybe not. Maybe he could just... Yeah, if he could incorporate Yeah, that, yeah, because like I think it would save widget. him a lot of time with emails, wouldn't it? I mean, you know, and maybe you could have the same thing for, like, results. Yeah, why did my result lose? Yeah, you just put in your, your team code and you just say, because it did. Yeah, you just get, like, a generated thing. Like, what, what he sent you that time, Daryl? <laughs> yes, yeah. you actually can lose. 
uh, yeah, but it'd be, it'd be interesting to see if something like that would even be even be possible because I suppose that's all you would need, wouldn't it? You just need the codes, really. You just put in the codes and maybe like another box for like amount of cash that's going to be added one way to or another, you know. Um, and it could just sort of just yeah, literally, it could literally be a red light, green light, or maybe like a, a, an like a traffic light system, like an amber. If it's you know that's that's quite you know it's margin right on the margins, you know. That that's would definitely be interesting. Uh, something because, as I say, like I was annoyed because it was my chance to get. <laughs> but uh, interestingly, though, this uh, this whole topic does tie into something um, that Johnny Barr brought up on the main forum, where he's asked, uh, "Would you like to see um, if Ben was able to remove potluck uh, in this game?" Because uh, it's you know, I suppose because like, we're in season three, should potluck be removed or or should it stay as it is? Uh, I think it should stay as. Yeah, I, I mean, there was some some sort of arguments. I think Maxi sort of said, yeah, maybe eighty five percent. Yeah, you could you could remove potluck. Other other people have argued though that you know what if if a team you know uh, takes someone takes over an unmanaged side or something like that, uh, and yeah, you're in season three and these players, are, you know, they just like again, it's the asset stripping thing, isn't it? You know, someone could easily take over a, a piece of shit side that's got some some decent pot players in there uh, and just swap them on and then drop them again because there's no potlock yeah maybe you should yeah if you take over someone the potlock should come back in yeah i think they've made a good point actually as well um if it can be a bit of a disadvantage i suppose of people taking over new teams um hmm. so potlock yeah initially i was i was against it but i think it's wasn't it 10 weeks or something when ben first brought it in um, in another game, I think it was. Did it ever happen? I, can't, I, can't, I don't know. But um, can't remember. I think five weeks is probably about right because, if speaking from my point of view, if I'm trying to shift on, uh, or Amir's trying to shift on his players, um, he can easily wait five weeks. He can, that's no no sweat for him at all. And uh, <laughs> yeah, five weeks is more than enough for people to get an idea of what they, of what they want to do, and it should give a bit of protection against new managers as well. So. I I think five weeks is is pretty about right. I, I would still like to see it kept in, yeah, five weeks. Also, though, with that, if it come back in when you took over a new club, some of these screwed. Like some of the people that had part two teams that I've managed extra, me and Matt took over a rebro. Like we, they mm-hmm. weren't going to play. Have them, you know, have them locked for five weeks. I mean, they were awful. They could only be transfer listed, or you know. Pray that somebody wanted some pot in their reserve, just have it. Um, having them locked for five weeks, you'd, you'd have no chance with some of these. Trust me. There's, I'm still dealing with two or three of them. I've got a 32 year old five vision free roll with pot at North Korea. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So, like, having what him locked. What the fuck for is he going to unlock? <laughs> yeah, so, why would you lock it? Like, I don't see it yeah, going yeah. back on. I've got six. six Six vision, five aggression, centre mid with pot. You know, and that's what I inherited. To have them locked for five weeks would be horrible. Now, I think you probably sussed the guys that I've transfer listed. But, but, you know, it's it's just, it's yeah, having that locked would be a disaster. Okay. That's interesting. What what would you guys think? Yeah, I think uh, from that perspective, yeah, I think Dale's completely right there. I I think, yeah. Yeah, Oh, can someone disagree? It's just fucking painful. Daryl being right and winning as well. It's... Oh dear, oh dear. 
Oh dear. Move, <laughs> Let's move swiftly on. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Uh, did we have the uh, transfer roundup, Daryl? Of course we do. I'm actually in. Yeah. Session. Should we go into that? And we're, we're jumping to some questions after from the right. from the. Works for me. Right. This week's top cash buy is funny. So I'm actually going to call Dave out. So just as this started, I texted him. I'm like, you got a transfer roundup. And he replied, it's like, damn, I knew there was something I had to do. <laughs> he was sitting there thinking, what have I forgotten? And it was this, but I've got it now. Um, right. This week's top cash buy. Mooney seems to yo-yo between rest of the world clubs and managed clubs. More than me after a night on the Guinness. And again, joins the game in a massive 78.8 million pound deal. At 26, he is 103-37 target man with determination and pro, but won't be everyone's cup of tea with untrainables of 8-8-6. Osasuna is the recipient. Uh, the next highest purchase was part of the dreaded package deal, which we commented on Terry's deal last week. Hashtag rat. Hashtag joking. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> out. Jesus. Uh, it's got to be the capture it of is. Rangers, centre-back David, as Barcelona look to shore up the defence. David is 2,406.40 CB with leader, determination and pot, as well as ninth speed. And in exchange, Rangers receive Ndidi, 2,407.40 centimid with determination, leader and pot. And Fiawu, 24.99, went up 1 away on arrival, 37 centimid with determination and pot, as well as 999 untrainables. Busiest cut this week. Are you ready? It isn't often that Dave will say this, but the Sturm Graz transfer board were on fire this week with a massive five players arriving and three completed swap deals, which makes the mind boggle. The shrewdness of the Sturm Graz manager is there for all to see, as this week proves. Two cash signings were Maka from Vidziu Lotz, 31-year-old, 96-36 left mid, and Eden a lovely-looking 21-year-old, 91-36 free-roll with composure and 10 vision who arrived from Newtown. Um, also, Graz brought in Ryan, 29-95-36 goalkeeper with experience in exchange for Haradaki, 31-year-old, uh, 36 goalkeeper with height and uh, experience from Sheffield United before landing Sarajevo's Cabrera, 28-101-37 playmaker, with Abita, 28-136 left-back and centre-mid headed the other way. And then Kiang Benny was the last piece of the jigsaw after joining from Bihava and being a 25-101-37 anchorman with teamwork. Looks nice. And he cost them, Gratz Pritchard, 28-101-38 free roll with free kicks. Sadly, the one that got away yet again is Sicarella. 27-year-old, 104-36 anchorman and centre-mid with composure. Was expected to join Gratz this week. A player they have courted since February. There you go, February. They finally agreed a deal for him only for the UE supercomputer to laugh at the proposal. The UE supercomputer stated, no way is Sicarella going to Gratz. My circuit board will blow before that day happens. And despite some shrewd deal, a message left on the message board said, Daryl Saunders has a small PP." Next day. <laughs> uh, the Hammond transfer special Napoli are under new management uh, and made a real statement of intent by signing Mainz's best player in Berardi oh sweet uh, 2606.40 centre forward with Flair and GSI with Pot with 9-10-9 in untrainables 12 goals already this season he is expected to be the man that can save this team in a challenge tougher than Morocco's marathon disciples leaving Napoli was Fafana 23, 38 centre-back with team and leader and potential. And Cabrera, 
2,504, 37 right forward with determination, composure and pot. Most clubs won't consider swapping their best players, but sometimes you just have to, even if you're top of the league. I am so happy he has swapped Baradio. Yeah. Yeah. A big rival yeah. gone there. Yeah, and Baradio is a beast. Uh, yeah, he is. Like, yeah. Absolute yeah. monster. That is brave. I'm, I'm, I'm not happy. I'm playing him next week or next game. <laughs> <laughs> Baradio is... Um, Cheers, babe. He's naughty. Yeah, he's naughty. Yes, he, he looks Surprised. an absolute Maybe beast. Maybe Dave's like confident that he's up, so feels that he. Can... Oh. But then it doesn't surprise me because Will, he's he's always he's always struck me throughout this game as someone who who's really keen on getting top top goal scorers in because I'm sure he's had Ronaldo and Messi as well uh, at Leon. If Maybe Dave just doesn't have any confidence in his uh, competition. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he needs to do something though. Napoli are in a right mess, aren't they? Yeah, it's such a surprise because, uh, you know, I've, yeah, I've said many times I've, I've always rated skiing this game. I mean, maybe it's just, yeah, been too busy or something like well, that. We'll but it was... over now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, uh, speaking of, I just thought, yeah, just before we, before we finish off with some questions, I mean, just having a quick look at, um, Sort of at the halfway stage of, of this season, a few of the other teams. I don't know if you guys have got the um, the the uh, I think it's like the what do they call it the web fixture sort of thing. You know, it's got all, all the results uh, that Nath puts up. That you kindly put up, mate. The league tables, yeah. All the ta- yeah, all the tables. Um, because like one, I, I just wanted to give a shout out to because I I think especially after just getting relegated last season. I mean, uh, Rees at Sheffield United's doing an amazing job. I mean, we we were saying, weren't we, Daryl? Like end of last season, if he took him over earlier, he could have kept kept it up and um, sort of beaten Missile, who was struggling uh, with Saints. Um, but yeah, I mean, second and you know, brilliant record: nine wins, one draw, three losses. Really, really strong. Doing really, really well. Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Not no. not very well this week. So that's why I'm not saying. Uh, hey. <laughs> he, he lost to Callum this week, so he can. What in the cup? Who? Who are you talking about? Sheffield United. Oh, okay. I was talking about Wildstone. Sheffield United. No, oh, right. No, no, always, no. He was always going to do well. <laughs> if you saw how he ended last season, if he had taken over, you know, sooner, he would have kept. Yeah, him yeah. Up. That's what it I'm was saying. obvious what Reese was doing there, and he's done it very, very well. Um, and I think they'll bounce straight back up. I think he's got that. I think he's got his team pretty well sussed. He's he's done some good deals, shifted on all the dead weight. Um, yeah, I think he's. I think he'll be fine. I think. Yeah, definitely. And uh, like another another one, I sort of um, maybe you could sort of touch on sort of a couple of leagues above you. Um, Matty Bevans and well, Matty and Luca now, as it says on on the uh, the management side of things, with Dortmund. So uh, I mean, he just just last day of the season managed to keep Dortmund up, and now he's sort of like yeah, he seems to be doing quite well. Twenty two points, fifth place. Yeah, well away from have, the bottom. Um, Turn around. Figured it out. Yeah, he's, he, I think it was just one bad season. And then I think part of it was becoming frustration. You know, we've all been there in it. You try something new every week instead of sticking sticking to a plan when you get into some of them slumps. And I think that's all that happened because I think he's shown this season that he knows how to set that team up and to set them up well. Um, I think a lot of last season was probably lack of attention, a bit of frustration kicking in. Making too many changes tactically, maybe, but it seems yeah. to be working now. 
yeah very much so very much so and um martin i thought, I thought i'd ask you uh, about uh south, south division two um obviously andy young romping away with with uh the lead at the moment with with his Mallorca side but do you see the likes of any of the ones who previously went down i mean you know we've uh but I think Lazio went in season one, didn't they? I mean, he Steve's Steve's looking like a a, a good bet for possibly coming back up. Uh, any anyone there who you feel, feel might sort of push that? Uh, what teams that came down from Division One? Yeah, mean? yeah, yeah. Um, was Seville in there? I can't remember face. I think, I think it was Sevilla and Porto, wasn't it? I, I think Porto. Was Porto yeah, they, they season one. Off, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. That was only a point outside the top three. That's easy done. So yeah, they're well in the mix. Um, I can't, can't think who else has been relegated. Um, there's Three a couple of them who's struggling down the bottom there. Um, so Swan and Valencia at the wrong yeah. end of the table uh, with Torino as well. So it looks like yeah, a couple of guys who could go you know straight for the trapdoor to Division Three. But yeah, there's it seems to go one way. Love they seem to be either in the um, in the title race or in the relegation trouble. It seems you know it seems to be one way or the other in, in in that league. Very much so, mate. Very much so. And how, how about you, you know, your, your division at the moment, Nath? I mean, Division 4 shaping up quite well. I mean, only four points sort of separate first from fourth. I mean, you're, you yourself, you're only, you know, two wins away from being, you know, joint top, technically. Um, yeah, I think uh, AEK are as good as relegated, to be fair. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, going up, it could be, it could be, I think Santa Clara will go. Uh, I think Russia will go. And it's any one of the following four teams. For that last spot, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I see happening. Yeah, I may be wrong. Oh, but, and what uh, about the um, the teams possibly coming down? I mean, they, you know, the league above Southern Division Three. You've got uh, yeah, sort of Betis. They're struggling. Fiorentina struggling. That's that's a big surprise for me. I mean, but they have been taken over by uh, Percy. Do you think Percy could uh, sort of manage that? Could change their field fortunes? Do yeah, yeah. He, he... <laughs> They've won their last game, unbeaten now in what in three. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's not bad for a team that's second from bottom. They're capable of climbing out of that. Very much so. Very much so. Percy knows uh, how to do lo- it as well. Like Percy is, you know, Percy knows how to shit house, how to get results. You know what I mean? Like Percy's yeah, 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 to, yeah. To fix that. Let's not write off uh, Fozzie at Betis either. They're only no, uh, in their by relegation zone. Fozzie's been in the game for God knows how long. He, he knows his very stuff. Much so. He does, he does indeed, mate. And, and the last one I was going to touch on was uh, the Eastern Prem. I mean, it, it's sort of long been sort of uh, been in between Dynamo Moscow under Ian Hall and Kenny Neal Zenit side, but Andy Davidson having a storm with Transponsible. Yeah, absolutely. Like in a really tough league. I mean, he's not broken away, but yeah. he's really tough league, and he's he's killing it. But yeah, it's. Tough managers underneath him. He won't take anything for granted just because of who's underneath yeah. him, you know? Um, and I think it's been good to see Simon and Andrew getting Besiktas and Fenerbahce in there, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. Nice to change in the guard, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Besiktas is dipping Simon's out and Kazan's dipping bits. out. But he's it's, it's quite right. Like, Andy, uh, Andy's doing bits with... It's a really good team. He's really, really good. Very much so. Very much so. Well, uh, okay, we're going to finish off with uh, some questions from the forum. Um, well, the community in general. Uh, first one was from, oh God, from Amir. He asked, oh, how long did Nathan Martin rehearse before trying to play the parts of Laurel and Hardy? 
Thank you very much, Amir. Laura and fucking you know. Yeah, very <laughs> much so. Very that much. from one of the fucking Chuckle Brothers, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'll pass this one for you, Daryl. Uh, Fozzy oh. asks the Crescent Dawn manager asks if and when game one two two starts, would you do a podcast for the game or just stick to one two one? Did we I, did we talk about this last week? I think we I talked about like maybe maybe touch. We may if more new games come, depending on how they go. Like we, I, I maybe maybe it would just expand it into a more general UE one, and we'd bounce across. Yeah, two. maybe. Let's see what where one two one is when one two two comes out. But yeah. I would assume uh, that I think part of the idea would be like if two games are running that everyone's in and everyone's like now we're here, we might just expand it into more games or more general UE one uh, with like a review. But we'd have to see mm. when it come out, you know. And, and I suppose as well is if 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 the um, if you if people want it and stop turning it off yeah. after forty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, but yeah, I, I think if they get to the jingle and everyone just dies, don't they? Yeah, I but, think um... so. I think Freddy's jingle, <laughs> especially right. that rap that time. Fucking Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I suppose yeah. Big thing is if if the, everyone wants it. I mean, um, yeah, I'm I'm happy to carry on at, at some point. I, I think this one for one two one will probably you know wind wind its way down at some point but uh yeah i mean one two two i'd be up for it if you know the other guys were and uh i think that's the thing and if it's wanted said if you guys want it and there's enough content that we can give you that to make it like not boring then yes of course you know um i'm happy to keep doing it and do it for many games you know but have to see how it goes indeed uh uh, uh, Lewis asks a question for Nathan. Oh, God. Who's his favorite manager between Christian Gross or Jack Santini? Fucking hell. Santini. Who was, who was the better for you? Uh, it's it's got to be Gross, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah I think so. Santini was only there for five minutes. Yeah. He also, oh, I've got, I suppose he's put it, I've got to ask it for the banter, if anything. He asks, uh, does Nate still go to bed dreaming of his idol, Sol Campbell? And does Nate feel Spurs will win a cup in his lifetime? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking, what a shit house he is. Oh, God. Oh, oh dear. Yeah, we'll have, we'll have no mention of Drew. And he, uh, he finally asks uh, one a question for Martin as well. Does he does he think he'll ever see a better striker at Charlton than Lyle Taylor, aka the toilet brush head? <laughs> I, I don't quite get that, but I'll uh, I'll pass that to you and Daryl, I suppose. Better striker than Lyle Taylor? I've never even watched him. Clive so. Mendonca all day long. Absolutely, completely agree. Darren Ben, Clive maybe a close yeah, second. Okay. Lyle Taylor wouldn't even be in my top two. Decanio. Oh, that's a good shout. Wasn't a striker. Good um. No. I don't think you'd count him as a striker, but De Canio, even like the little bit he was here, as I said, just I mean, Just amazing. his presence on the pitch yeah, was incredible. Just, and like I've said many times before, De Canio would always be up there as one of the best players for me ever because like whoever he's played for, for whatever bit of time, always goes to him as one of their favourites. If he's played for your club, you remember De Canio. You know what I mean? Yeah. The guy's a winner. Yeah. Day. Um, he is, yeah. yeah. No, Lyle, oh, I love Lyle his passion. Taylor probably wouldn't even be, maybe be strikers I've seen. Wouldn't be in my top two. Mendonca and Bent would all. Uh, totally been the bottom two for me. Not an ability, but just for being a snake. Yeah. 
Yeah. Is that why I went to Warren then? He, he did the same thing at MK Dons. Like, well. he's, just, he's just the way he is. Like, it's just the way he is. He's just an arrogant... I, th- I think Nate feels right. the same way about Sol Campbell and I feel the same way about Adi Bayor. Yeah, I think we can all feel that. Uh, Christian, the Spurs manager, asks, similar to the question about relaxing DC... When it comes to pot, I I would like to see pot players being able to be sold for cash. If you say over, you have over ninety percent DC. You should be able to. You can. You're able to buy them off the transfer list already. So if you agree a bid substantially above the max, you should be able to have that accepted. Having a high DC eliminates noobs getting raped. I suppose. Um, what do you think? Uh, having a high enough DC should you should be able to sell a pot player for cash to another side and agreed deal. If you can already set buy and sell them on the transfer list, I suppose it makes sense. If you if you can do it on the transfer list, I don't see why you can't do it. Yeah. In, if you had agreed deal, you can do it on the transfer silly. list. There should be something. Maybe even like there's a table. Got to be five percent, ten percent. Yeah, I, 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 I like I like the really high DC yeah. thing. I I really like that because that's sort of like you've got to earn that privilege. So you've got to be a good manager to earn that. I like that. That's a good shout, Christian. I like that. Uh, just a couple more to go. Amir, you know, he's actually put a serious one. He's put, I've had next to no... Oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> I've had next to no rises because Man City <laughs> are allegedly being punished for fighting the gap when it is fair for Man City to benefit from uh, falling asleep. Sorry, move. Um, next one. <laughs> I, can, I can answer that question just briefly. Go on, go on, go on. If it was a better manager, he'd get better rises. <laughs> <laughs> All I heard with that question was Ross's violin being played. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, just, just the gravy spilling out of his mouth whilst he cries. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I know he, th- he uh, Amir feels like uh, he's being punished for having a really good side, that he doesn't get rises. I, I think a lot of teams are like that. Like I, I said before, I've been training Chara for 17 weeks. He still hasn't gone up. Um, yeah, and I, I'm a Premier League side, so... I you know I don't buy it personally. I think some players go up quicker. I, I think if you're trying to get a player from a nine to a ten, they're going to take a long time. I'm leaving it at that. Um, we've got any more to everyone on the pod? Uh, this is from G Weir, the NAC Breda manager. To everyone on the pod, what is the naughtiest thing you ever did growing up? Uh, oh, sure dear. Dear, dear, oh dear! Oh dear! Is it is it after the watershed? Can Daryl can Daryl speak? What? Is he allowed to talk? Oh god! Oh dear! What do you mean, like growing up? That's that. That's like a growing big, up. big window. Is that like young kid? I know, teenager? I know. Like uh, that's, that's that's naughty. I could, I could that that. Yeah, that this could be. This be could really open. Podcast. <laughs> oh so, uh, yeah, I've like, done some so really fucking One of the earliest stuff. things I remember. Apparently, we were in my nan's paddling pool. And I tried to grope the next door neighbor. And all my nan heard was saying, I'll show you mine if you show me yours. And I'm grabbing the young girl from next door. And I'm only like five. <laughs> so I should have guessed really from then that shit was going to go down. And her mum was going mad. And then it just progressed worse. Like, I've literally taken a shit through an old company I've worked for's letterbox, right in the middle of the high street. <laughs> I've literally done that through the letterbox. A big steamer. Tried to throw a bin at a mate and smash the Woolwich Bank's window, which then set off all fucking alarms across this high street. <laughs> yeah, it's loads. We could go on forever. There's like I was I was terrible. Yeah, I was uh I don't know. I I Nothing like spectacularly bad, uh, yeah, as purported to to like my uh, a, a apparent reputation. Um, nothing too rapey, I would say. Um, 
no, nothing, nothing like horrendously bad. I was always like quite a decent kid. And I, I was more an instigator. I would tell like, you know, when you're at school and stuff like that, I said, do you know what would be a good idea? You should do this. You should do this. And like getting people to do my fucking bidding. That was sort of more me, really. Getting other people into trouble to do something that I would find really funny. And then just standing back. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Pretty much, pretty much, yeah. Like, like you know, doing a, a parents' evening and we was prefects and I, I sort of got all the lads to start chucking fucking wagon wheels across the car park, hit, seeing which which the furthest car we could hit with one. Uh, yeah, that was uh, that was quite quite good. Uh, and he's also, uh, oh, he's asked, uh, 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 what's the best book you've ever read? <laughs> best, uh, best book you've ever read? And he's asked a couple of questions. Best book you've ever read? And we'll take, uh, what's the best place you've been for a night out? Uh, uh, we need best to talk book about I've Kevin. Ever read. The book was great. And Kevin. Um, yeah, do you remember the, they did a film? I think we told us Swinton. We need to talk about it. The okay. film's terrible, but the book's really good. And Newcastle for night out. Newcastle's okay. fucking good. And quickly round up, boys. What would you say for you, for you guys? Q Mark. Oh, um, I, I don't even read books, so I can't even tell you. Um, <laughs> the UE rule book. Was... Get, get your karma in. Get your karma in. <laughs> night out. Oh, God. Yeah. Manchester's a good night out. Manchester, okay. Rockin's first book, and Liverpool's a fucking cracking night out. Uh, and for me, uh, probably last one I read um, is uh, by Professional Carol. That was that was a really good book. Uh, any any of these are actually good if you're trying to sort of like get a sort of like a, an idiot's guide to sort of physics. It's uh, quite quite cool. Uh, nights out, uh, I suppose White Hart Lane when you're winning the trophy there. Oh. Yeah. um yeah no uh yeah london i I, that's where all my nights out have been for piss-ups and yeah football and stuff like that so yeah uh so we'll finish on that and thank you very much martin thank you very much nath and thank you very much daryl and hope you'll enjoy this listening to this on saturday and we'll see you all soon guys thanks for having us